Hey podcast people, how's it going? Azrin the Language Nerd here. Hope you're doing very, very well on this fine Thursday afternoon or whatever day and time it is for you right now as you're listening to this podcast episode. I'm your host, as per usual, Azrin the Language Nerd. You can find me primarily on Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, YouTube, LinkedIn, and of course on TikTok. My username on all these platforms is identical. It is at polyglotazrin. That is spelled P-O-L-Y-G-L-O-T. AZ or Z, depending on your country, R-E-N. You can also simply search Azrin the Language Nerd on whatever your favorite social network is. So again, that is spelled A-Z or Z-R-E-N, the Language Nerd. And welcome to another podcast episode. I am very, very excited, as per usual, to be recording this one here. I want to start today's podcast off by talking about mental pressure. This is a topic that applies to language learning, but of course, I think applies to various different aspects of life as well. Um, As many of you know at at this point, if you've been following my social networks and following my podcast, I have been working on a free French and Spanish course online on YouTube for beginners. Currently, there's about uh, two or three hours of content for each course that I've already posted that has been viewed by, you know, a number of people. And I'm really, really excited about this project. I've talked about it a lot. Yesterday was the first time I posted about it on Facebook. I wrote about what the course is going to cover. I wrote about um, some of the different teaching points or differentiating points about the course. I, I included a link for more information and I posted that. And it went viral, I suppose. Now, viral in quotations because it didn't get like millions and millions of views. But in comparison to what I typically post on my social networks, it got a lot of attention. And when, I've look, when I'm looking at my email yesterday, last night, this morning, there's a lot of emails from different people being like, oh my God, I'm interested in this. I'm so excited. This is so cool, blah, blah, blah. I have a question about this. Lots of people on Facebook shared it. There's been a lot of buzz that has been created by the single Facebook post, which is great. However, I find, I find myself thinking now that I've got some mental pressure. I don't know if you guys can relate to this. Um, sometimes when you announce something, you say you're working on something, you say you're putting something together and a lot of people are interested, you almost have this fear of letting people down. You almost have this fear of, oh my God, I'm working on this project. I've I'm said I'm going to do it. What if I change my mind? Or what if they don't like it and it's actually not as good as I thought? What if they're going through it and they're like, oh, Azrin didn't put together a good program. This actually is not very good. Oh, this isn't. Oh, this kind of sucks. Oh, this is kind of boring. Oh, I'm scared of that. That's a scary thought for me. And I remember when I was getting all those emails and everything, I was like, oh my God, I've got to step up. This has to be well done. And that mental pressure is something we, we we all have to face in different aspects of our lives. Whether it's something similar to me, where you're making a course, you're making a program, you're working on something, and you're worried of what people think of it, if people are gonna like it and you want people to like it and you want people to learn from it. Or maybe it could be in a completely different aspect of your life. I know a lot of people who will not make any commitments in terms of what they're doing on a specific day because they're scared that what if something else comes up? I actually have a friend of mine, I've got, I know a few people actually, who if I ask them, hey, what are you doing two weeks from now, do you want to go do something on Tuesday? They'll be like, uh, maybe, let, let me get back to you. And they're not going to make a commitment that is more than one week out. Because literally, it's the same thing. They're scared that they tell me, yes, I'll go. 
but then something else comes up and they can't go and they have to dis disappoint me. It's that fear we all have and it's something that we all struggle with. I don't necessarily know if I've got like a piece of advice or something I could say that, I don't know, that would alleviate that because I'm literally, it's something I'm going through at the moment. The one thing I can say that's been helping me and I'm feeling way better, way less mental pressure today than yesterday is clear communication. Clear communication solves a lot of it. So one thing that's helped me a lot is me being very upfront with people. Hey, I'm so happy that you're looking into this. I'm doing, I'm working really hard at this because I am. I'm putting a lot of effort into this. I really want your feedback. I really want to know, are the things you like, are the things you don't like? What are some of the things that you would want diff done differently? What are some of the things that you're liking? I really want feedback from you because that way, you know, I am able to go and make those changes. If I'm getting feedback from people, you know, I'll know for a fact, is it good, is it not good? If everyone's saying, oh my God, this is amazing, great, I've got the validation I need. If seven people come back and say, ooh, Azarin, actually, I had a really hard time learning. I don't understand this, I don't understand that. Now I've learned something and I can now go and, worst case scenario, delete those videos and remake them. In fact, that's something I did today. One of the course, one of the video lessons, um, I may remade it. I remade it based on some feedback. Um, it was actually more the course introduction. It wasn't really a, um, it wasn't really a, uh, a a lesson feedback per se. It was it was the introduction feedback. I was like, ooh, there were some issues that needed to be absolutely were mission critical that had to be fixed. So I went and did that. So I think that for me is that clear communication. I think can resolve a lot of it. I think as well understanding that, and for me, and this is what I'm telling myself, and it's been helping me, is understanding that, you know at least in my opinion, most things in life don't actually matter. One thing that we're really bad at as a human species, maybe you agree with me, maybe, maybe you don't, but I think as a human species, we are really bad at uh, quantifying what is important and what isn't important. We get so obsessed with, um, with our individual life that we don't put things into perspective. So for example, you know, a lot of students, like when I was a student, I can relate to this. And a lot of you guys are students or if you were students, you can probably relate. Sometimes you have like two tests coming up and you get so stressed out. You're so stressed over two tests that are coming next week and you haven't studied. And the amount of stress you're feeling makes zero sense when the two tests in the grand scheme of your 70 to 100 year life means nothing. If you fail those two tests, tests, it literally means nothing, literally. Because what would happen? You fail the test, all right, you'll write another test. Or all right, you'll you'll redo the class. All right, and so what? And, and it's not gonna make a big difference in your life because we live a long time. And you know, a lot of the stuff that actually causes us issues are not really, if you look at them, if you look at them objectively, they're not really a big problem. We have, we make them a big problem ourselves. We decide, I've decided yesterday, and I'm getting better now, I decided yesterday, oh my God, the class has to be perfect. No, it doesn't. It has to be good and I have to get feedback and I have to fix the mistakes. I have to give it my best effort. I have to work really hard at it. I have to do the absolute best I can. I have to listen to the feedback. I have to, that's what I have to do. I don't have to be perfect because none of us are perfect. That course will never be perfect. Nothing I ever do will be perfect. Nothing, anything, anything ever, any, anything, anything we ever do is, 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 is never gonna be perfect. Because guess what? 
if I look back at that course in a year, I'm going to be a better teacher and I'm going to say, you know what? I've learned something. Um, I probably should have taught that class like this. I should have done it like this. I should have done that. What am I going to go? Go delete the course and redo everything so it's perfect? Well, no, because two years later, I'm going to be better again. And two years later, I'll be like, oh, you know what I should have done? I should have done that. No, all we can do is do the best we can in every aspect of our life, whether it's language learning, teaching, creating courses like I'm doing, like whatever it is, right? You have to do the best you can and learn and learn from it learn from it, right? That's, that's, that's all we can really do. And I think that's something that's important to keep front of mind. So that's the first thing I wanted to start things off with on this podcast episode. Now, transitioning over a little bit, I want to talk about an interesting trend, an interesting trend that I have noticed with uh, language learning resources. So when you look at language learning resources, there's different types of resources. First of all, you have classes, you've got You've got, um, well, online classes, you have in-person classes, you've got lots of blog posts, you've got podcasts, you've got videos, you have different types of videos, you have you have stuff that is more oriented towards um, auditory learners, you have stuff that's more oriented towards um, visual learners, you have stuff that's more traditional, less traditional. There's a plethora. Is it plethora or plethora? I think it's plethora. Anyway, there's so much out there so much in terms of language learning resources. And one of the things I've noticed with a lot of them, right, is that they don't necessarily prepare you to actually apply the information that you are learning. Most, or maybe not most, let's say many resources that are there to help you learn something in the language focus most of their attention on teaching you something new. That is where the primary attention is focused, teaching you something, which is great, that's important. But equally, if not more important, is the follow through and helping you actually internalize that information in a way where you are able to apply it and actually use that information in a practical real life scenario. And the issue is that most, again, I don't know most, but let's say many, many resources do not actually prepare you to do that. Let me give you some examples. Let's look at YouTube videos. Think about the YouTube videos you've seen for learning another language. Think about that. Almost all of them, maybe even all of them, depending on how many videos you've watched, are teaching you something. Here's the five things you should know about French pronunciation. Here's 10 words you absolutely should never mispronounce. Here's how the present tense works. Here's how this works. Did you know that, oh, differences between Spanish uh, Sp a Spanish from Spain, Spanish from Mexico. They're all these videos, and then people, of course, there's millions of the same con of the same topic made by different people, of course. And so all of this is done, and they're teaching you something which is really valuable. But most of the time, when you think about it, when you watch those videos, you go through those blog posts, you're going through all those con all that content. When you really think about it, most of the time, I'm willing to bet, especially if it's free content found on a blog post or YouTube. You're walking away going like, great, I've added knowledge to my brain, but I actually don't know how to use that information. I wouldn't be able to use it. And that I think is an inherent problem. In fact, let's go a step further. Even in many paid programs, classes, um, audio programs, blah, blah, blah. Based on what I've seen, I'm, I, I haven't seen as much in this respect, but based on what I've seen, this is also something that happens. This is also something where you're not you're not, you're, you're not, you're not 
the it's not delivered in a way where you're able to actually apply the information. And some people try and remedy, remedy this with practice. Practice is one way to remedy this issue. Meaning, um, let's say you're listening to a podcast that helps you learn Spanish or something like that. And they teach you something new. Here's some new vocabulary. Here's some new grammar, blah, blah, blah. Let me show you some examples. Let's do some practice. How would you say this? Whoa, let me say this. Let's do some listening comp. That's really, really good. In fact, that's probably one of the most important things that has to be there if you really want someone to absorb that information and move a step closer to, be, to, be, to being able to use it. But the problem is that it's actually, in many ways, that might not even be enough. It might not even be enough. Because yes, okay, great. You did a video or you did a podcast. You have a lesson in your online class. You do your thing. You teach the concept. You explain it really well. You give lots of examples. The person, the student understands it at an intellectual level. They're like, yeah, I think that makes sense. I got to do more practice. So the video gives you some more practice. You do some practice. You do an exercise. You do this. And then they leave you. The problem is you need way more practice than that in order for the information to actually sink in your brain and for it to become second nature. And maybe not even practice. Maybe you just need different, you need to see the same information in different ways. Maybe you need to make different neural connections to that information. Maybe like, but the fact of the matter is most of the time, you know, you haven't done enough by the end of the class for you to really understand it. And this I believe is an inherent not necessarily an inherent problem, but I believe it is something that we have to be aware of because you can't expect yourself to watch a video, do some practice and then get it. That's not how it works. That's only two steps. And there's there's much more work that has to go in after the fact in order to resolve that and, and in order to actually be good at it. So this is something, you know, when I'm looking at, um, when I'm looking at my course right now that I'm making for French and Spanish, this is one of the core problems I'm trying to tackle. I'm desperately trying my best to create a program where someone not only gets the content, where they learn the theory of how things work, they not only get examples of that theory, they not only get to then practice that because I give them certain exercises, things like that. But my goal is that by, the, by, the, by them actually following the program, by the time they're done, they're actually able to use that information and actually apply it in the real world. This is the goal. I'm going to see, I'm going to do my absolute best to do that. One of the ways that I'm doing, there's different strategies that I've been using. And in fact, there's certain strategies that I've never used before that now one of them came up yesterday that I'm going to use with all my students moving forward. Here's a few strategies. Number one, I think a lot of repetition matters. Your ears need to hear it over and over and over and over. Repetition's a big thing. You have to revisit old topics all the time in different ways. You have to be asked questions to try and remember how to do it. It has to be like the repetition and getting, seeing the same things over and over, over an extended period of time, hopefully in different ways and in different contexts and blah, 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 I think is important. That repetition matters to get it in your brain. The other thing, which only yesterday is something I was like, oh my God, this is a great teaching strategy, is mixing the target language with the language of instruction. So for example, I'm teaching Spanish and French in these courses in English. English is a language of instruction. But as people are learning new things, I'm going to stop using the English word for those things and start using as much as I remember, I'm going to try and remember and do my best and start using the Spanish and the French words for those things. 
So yesterday, for example, I made a Spanish video and we learned some different adjectives. We learned ugly, we learned um, smart, we learned big and small and tall and short, all these different adjectives. And throughout the video, anytime I actually use the word big, I didn't say the word big. I tried my best to remember to say grande because grande is big. So that way, if you start to incorporate that, you're speaking English 99% of the time, but you're incorporating those words that you've learned, words and concepts you've learned in the past into the lesson, mixed fluent, like, like, like fluidly, effortlessly into your English, it's gonna sink into the person's brains. They're gonna hear grande, oh, grande, oh yeah, grande. They're not even gonna translate because you're in English. There's nothing to translate from. They're just gonna go, oh yeah, grande, right. Oh yeah, grande, I know what that means. So these are some different strategies that I've been using in the class, in the course, that I would recommend different teachers use. And I think from a language learning perspective, you know, you have to try and get some of those things in too. You have to try and figure out how can you, how can you really get that content to stick in your brain? So after you watch that video, what can you do to make more neural connections? Can you do some practice? Can you watch a video and do some writing? Can you, what can be done? Granted, obviously, this doesn't even need to be said, I don't think. You're not gonna watch every video and spend an hour on a three minute video to really drill it into your brain. But it's an interesting topic of discussion that I at least wanted to bring up on today's podcast. Anyway, um, there's nothing else I really want to say here at this point in time. So thank you for listening to this podcast. I appreciate your attention. And um, yeah, we'll talk, uh, we'll talk later. Bye for now. See you.